Thank you, Roger, for being here on the Cultural High podcast today. Uh, we aim to dive into everything related to cannabis, hemp, and really products that are uh, available for adult consumption. You know, at this time in our country, we're, we're seeing again a renaissance, if you will, for cannabis and psychedelic and adult use products and, and pushing for, for less government control on what they say we can and can't put into our bodies. But with that comes its own set of risks. And I think that you would be a person that could definitely speak to an authority um, on that subject matter because of the testing that you're involved in. And, you know, not saying that you have a, a regulatory say on anything, you know, companies can still produce and sell whatever they want, but at least you're there to tell them what's good and what's not good. You know, for our listeners that don't know, uh, Mr. Roger Brown co-founded ACS Laboratories with Brian Artis in 2008. It was the first Canna Lab in Florida, and it's now the third or it's now the largest third-party testing lab for CBD and hemp products. Mr. Roger Brown, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to dive into this today. So first off, I want to ask, what led you to starting ACS? ACS started in 2008 as a, uh, a laboratory, clinical laboratory that does uh, toxicology testing. And then in 2015, we made a transition to cannabis testing. So now we are the largest cannabis and hemp testing laboratory in the eastern half of the U.S. We actually have the largest footprint laboratory in the whole U.S., 20,000 square foot facility located just in uh, Tampa. And we test 50% of all the marijuana in the state of Florida. And we test hemp from 16 different countries and 50 states in the U.S. We tested for its potency levels and we tested for uh, contaminants such as mold, mildew, mycotoxins, heavy metals, pesticides, residual solvents that could be damaging and unhealthy to uh, consumers. That's very important. You know, there's we've seen it uh, in years past, and you know there was a whole thing, scare in 2015 through 2016 in the West Coast with uh, bad cartridges. You know, people doing uh, you know, I hate to say black market because uh, one of the companies I work for we play off that calling ourselves the standard by black market, but um. You know, stuff that was not tested properly and it sent a lot of people to the hospital and even caused some deaths, you know, and yeah. it's very important that, that people are, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of regulation in this space. I feel that if everybody's not held to a certain standard, then it allows for a lot of things to creep, you know, through the loopholes and, and that's not good for the end consumer. You know, we want, or we want everybody to have access, but we want that to be safe access is what we want. I have a very, you know personal invested in this, uh, being the COO of a brand in this CBD and hemp space. Um, and we pride ourselves on the, on the products that we put out and maintaining a, a high level of purity, um, and you know, no room for any error. And if anything is, is ever what it's not supposed to be, you know, we immediately pull that back and I would hope that all companies do the same thing. But in my experience, uh, you know, that's not always the case being that you guys are the largest third party laboratory for hemp and CBD testing. I want to ask, what do you think of this new alternative cannabinoid space? You know, it seems like every month there's a new cannabinoid coming out, you know, that you've never heard of. And, and sometimes you, in your own research, you find out that, uh, you know, this cannabinoid and this cannabinoid are actually the, the same thing. It's just the way that the person wrote it. You know, that's the case with like PHC and H4 CBD. It's pretty much, this, it's the same thing. It's just, and there's no, I feel like there's not an, hardly any education, you know, like I said, you see these brands every every month or so coming out with a new product, and it's, well, what is this? People still don't even know to this day sometimes what even Delta-8 is, you know? And then you have 
THCP, uh, you have, like I said, H4 CBD, MEO THC, HHC, THCV. What do you think of all this? There's a lot of different cannabinoids that are coming out and, uh, and are being created, but you know, there still is a huge black market of mm-hmm. product that's fake product that's out there. That's dangerous product. That's mm-hmm. product that's being sold in bait cartridges that have bad glass and leach metals, uh, into the product or just poor quality product that still end up with fillers. And you really have to distinguish between the good products and the bad products. Mm. Most of that is really done by following brand loyalty uh, of Mm. products. And if you find a brand that's a good quality brand, then you stick with that brand. And also from a testing perspective, uh, I think that the hemp consumer and the cannabis consumer is a very educated consumer. And by being an educated consumer, you should always ask for the certificates of analysis of the testing to see if they actually did a full panel test to be able to determine that did they actually do a test to to make sure there were no contaminants. Because a lot of products out there will just do a potency test and they'll say, okay, we have this much CBD, we have this much Delta-8, we have this much Delta-10, we have this much HHCP, THCP, whatever the cannabinoid is, we have this much of it. But the more important part is, did they test for the dangerous aspects of heavy metals, of residual solvents, of microbiological issues, you know, pesticides? A lot of that is very, very dangerous. So is have the black market products that are fake and they have like nice colorful packages. And, and I always say to people, you know, do you think this is a good product? Do you think this is a good product? I go, they look pretty similar, but this is crappy and dangerous and this is good quality product but then packages still are nice and colorful and not and fancy and, and so forth but you know there's a lot of really good manufacturers that are out there that are really striving to make good quality products and test them with full panel testing to make mm-hmm. sure that all the contaminants are tested for it to make sure it's safe for people to consume so all these different cannabinoids that come out they can, they can all come out. We test for all of them, but in order to be able to make sure that they are safe, they have to, these manufacturers have to do more than just the potency testing on them. And some of these cannabinoids are, you know, are, are a bit out there. So, you know, and the process to make them as well, you spoke like it's, it's very dangerous, very dangerous for some of these, you know, and if, if not properly cleaned at the end and, and purged and everything, there's definitely those residual solvents can be extremely harmful to be ingested. They can be. They can be. I mean, it's a, it's like I watched a, um, I watched the documentary on how you manufacture cocaine. And I was like blown away that they manufacture <sighs> cocaine with all these contaminants. Gasoline. I mean, yes, right? It's horrible. People will use that and then they don't know if it has fentanyl in it. And then you're buying it from somebody, you know, you're buying it from a dealer. So when you, when you're buying a hemp product, you want to buy it from a legitimate, uh, source. You want to make sure that the brand name of that product is something that you've done some reviews on. 
and mm-hmm. you can see there are what kind of reviews are online, what kind of comments are out there, or have you used it and you create that brand loyalty. The entire marketplace is going towards brand loyalty, and it's yes. going to continue to move that way that when you find a brand product that works for you, continue to use it, keep using it. Why, why make such diverse changes because something new came out? You know, did that come out new from the same company that you know has good quality products? Or did it come out from a, a new company that you never even heard of that maybe just filed their, you know, corporate papers, you know, six months ago? You know, people have to prove themselves in the marketplace and prove that their product is safe and that it's a quality product. I can speak on that personally. We, um, our company, The Standard by Black Market, uh, you can find them the standardvm.com. We uh, started back in 2022. Uh, our articles, articles of incorporation are in uh, May of 2022. Um, didn't come to market until uh, really until October, Novemberish of last year. And so, even though our product uh, is an amazing product, clean, uh, we test uh, test for everything. Like you said, that brand awareness and that brand loyalty with the saturation of the brands and everything, you know. It just takes time to, you know, build that up. And you definitely have to have that full transparency and be open about what you're doing and stuff. And that's one way that we have been able to grow is just being an open book with our with our customers and our consumers and not hiding anything. Nothing's proprietary. And that's, you know, I come from a background in cannabis. Like I've, I've laughed at some people that when other CEOs or COOs of brands and when we're talking about it and they're like, oh, I can't tell you how I do it. It's proprietary. It's just a special. I'm like, Bro, there's nothing special about this. Like you mix terpenes, you mix oil and you put it in a good device and that's what you get. Like there's nothing special about it. It's just, are you doing a good, like I, I, I call it the vegetable soup label. I've, there's many companies out there that they literally have every cannabinoid on there. And like I said, some of them, I've seen some labels that define specifically with that one that'll say that it has PHC and has H4 CBD. And that's just, it makes me a little bit angry because I've, it's the same thing that happened in cannabis. You know, people use the terms of just different, just different terms to make it seem like it's special when really it's just pollen heads or it's just the fats off the extra, off the plant and stuff. And it's, it's nothing special. It's just what it is. It's just from the plant, but it's this creative marketing, you know? And, and at the same time, I don't feel that it's even a purpose driven blend. Like I feel anything you should be putting in your body because we are as, as the type of creatures we are, we are what we ingest. And so everything that you're going to be taking in should have a purpose behind it. Right? Like, I guess if that, in too many times, you know, you said that you think, I believe it, the cannabis consumer now, because we've had cannabis legalized in so many states for so many years now, the cannabis consumer is very educated on what they're consuming. You know, most times now, if you go into a dispensary or something, people aren't just always concerned about the highest THC content because they realize that that's really not what you should be looking for. You should be looking for the higher terpene contents and finding out what terpene specific what type of terpenes specifically interact better with your body for what you're trying to alleviate and the other minor cannabinoids that come along naturally found in cannabis and stuff. And so people are finally getting educated to that and they're, and they're buying higher quality products. And it excites me in some States like, uh, that have been going forever. <clears throat> you know, if you look at like a state like Colorado, uh, or California or Washington or Oregon compared to a newer state, like even like Las Vegas, even though they're not new, but they still are new or compared to Oklahoma or Florida, the quality of products is so much different you know, but then you switch over to this hemp space and I have a special insight on it because, um, I have the pleasure of helping run stores, brick and mortar locations across Wyoming and North Dakota, where cannabis is illegal. Wyoming still has some of the strict, 
strictest laws in the country as far as cannabis goes. And so people are always though, you know, they, uh, for lack of better, they, uh, they commit a felony every other week when they drive South to Colorado, you know, and that's, that, that's not something that we want. You know, if you're a parent, you're a responsible citizen, you're just trying to get some relief on something. So that's where these products come into play. But when we first, uh, in those brick and mortar locations, when we first started carrying a Delta eight products and everything, people had no idea what it was. Absolutely no idea, you know, and they couldn't even grasp because then that was when my first interaction, I'm, I'm a medical cannabis user. That was my first time finding out that people didn't even know what they were intaking from regular cannabis. They didn't know what Delta nine was, you know, they just knew THC. And so then when you're trying to explain Delta nine and Delta eight, Delta 10, and by the way, it's hemp derived. And they're like, wait, what a minute. I think of hemp, I think of sandals, shirts, and rope, you know, you can smoke that stuff. And so that education I found out, I feel it depends on the area that you're at, but there are some huge gaps there. And that's what worries me in the space is that with those huge educational gaps, too many times people are just coming in and I'm like, oh, well, this looks new and flashy. Like you said, the colorful package or anything, let me grab that one. And they have no idea what they're intaking. So not to switch the flow too much, but it leads me into my next question. It's a little bit of a political question. I myself am very involved in what's going on in Florida uh, and have a, a stake in Florida because uh, Florida holds a lot of things for us, for our, for our company. We do uh, Arvita Labs, which I know you work with uh, JJ and Dylan, uh, or at least ICS is working with them over at Arvita Labs. Good friends with them. They're actually going to be on uh, the show next week. And that's who does all of our, that's where we purchase all of our raw ingredients from for oil for the standard is from Arvita Labs. Um, we also do our filling and our ma manufacturing and our packaging and everything's actually all made from a couple of different companies out there in Florida. So with S with, uh, with SB 1676 coming down the pipeline, you know, I watched the live stream was it like a week ago and everything. And I have my own thoughts on it, but that's kind of what I want to talk about here for the next uh, little bit is, is what that bill. And that's why I'm going to have our Vita on next week is give them a platform to talk a little bit about this bill, because the way I read it, effectively if this was to pass it would wipe out the cbd hemp space in florida and and not even speaking on the psychoactive at all it would wipe out full spectrum cbd oil um it would take away the ability to even grow hemp in some cases just because of now how they're going to measure the total cannabinoids and total thc level and even overriding the the federal side so i would love to hear your thoughts on this and i'm sure you guys are invested in this as well in uh you know maybe fighting against it. There are things that I am a proponent of as a father and just a responsible person. I am for age verification and age limiting to 21. You know, I have no problem with that. Uh, I also have no problem with child safe packaging. In fact, that's what our edibles are already all child safe packaging, but all of our new products, we're getting new packaging made and switching everything that we have to child safe packaging as far as cartridges and disposables go. So I have no problem with that, but the, the, the milligram percentages that they're looking at uh, in putting in place. And I, I took a copy. I'll just read from hemp means the, and this is from the bill. Hemp means the plant cannabis sativa L and any plant or any part of that plant, including the seeds thereof and all derivatives, extracts, cannabinoids, isomers, acid salts, and salts of isomers, whether growing or not, that has a total Delta nine THC concentration that does not exceed 0.3% on a dry weight basis with the exception of hemp extract, which may not exceed 0.5 milligrams total cannabinoids per container and 0.3% total Delta 9 THC on a wet weight basis, not a dry weight basis anymore. And then it goes into other stuff. So let's speak on that right there. Could you explain to everybody 
from uh, your position. What is this going to do? If this was to go through with the current language, what is this going to do for the market in Florida and for a lot of the other countries? I have to be honest with you and tell you that I really haven't studied it that much. Okay. I haven't studied it that much because I do business with both sides of the industry, with the cannabis side and with the hemp side. So I tried to uh, not study it that much and, and kind of look at it from the perspective of no matter what the product is that you're selling, it, it should be clean. Yes, yes, so, agreed. So agreed. The quantities and size and, and cannabinoids and so forth that are content in the product, no matter what it is, it should be clean. And that's, what I, that's really what I focus on, uh, that it shouldn't have a contaminants product, which is really the focus of our business, uh, is to make sure that whether it's a hemp product or a cannabis product, that it should be clean for consumers to consume or patients to consume. Mm-hmm. Now, I've so... And, and I respect that, you know, you do deal with cannabis and, and hemp products. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I don't live in Florida. I have friends I do and uh, business partners and stuff. I've heard, honestly, not so good things about the Florida medical marijuana market. They say that access is very hard to get, you know, the conditions and stuff is, is kind of limiting. Uh, and then after that, they say your access to a products, types of products you can get is really not that large in variety. And then, then, then the quality of those products they speak to that some people have said like that the medical marijuana flower in Florida is some of the worst flower they've smoked. And then, and then just, I guess like the quantities that as a medical patient that you're allowed to get, I've heard that some of the the quantities isn't even enough to actually give you relief for the full month and everything. So with that being said, you guys, I'm sure, get a lot of do a lot of probably testing for products that are sold locally in the Florida market on the CBD hemp side. Would you not? Like we do, we do a lot of testing for uh, products from the hemp side and from the cannabis side. Cannabis side, and I and I would tell you that you know on both sides of the fence, either cannabis or on hemp, there are high quality products and there are not so high quality products. Right, and and really, it's up to the uh, entity that's actually manufacturing the product to be a good corporate citizen and to produce high quality products. And not everybody produces high quality products, whether it be, you know, in the state of Florida or in other states as well, all across the board. But as an educated consumer, uh, I think it's important for the consumer or patient that's the end user of product to be able to ask for the certificate of analysis of those products so that they can actually see that they were tested, they were clean, and that they are safe. Now, in reference to quality of product, I think that sometimes what happens is there are overindulgences in the levels of THC that may not be accurate uh, Mm -hmm. in the marketplace. And there are laboratories that will pump up their THC levels purposefully. Uh, we don't do that, obviously, uh, but they do it purposely in order to be able to sell, get, give a uh, cannabis or a hemp seller uh, a higher level of THC or CBD or Delta A or any any component that's the metric that somebody's looking for to be able to pump it up to be able to give it an unrealistic number so that somebody would want to buy that. I mean, if you, you know, I, I say this all the time, I'm not a marijuana consumer, but 
if you were to smoke marijuana that was, you know, 21% THC, or you smoke marijuana that's 28% THC, can you really tell the difference? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't think you really can. But what you can tell the difference on is how much you paid for it. Sure, you paid more for the 28% THC, but it, it may be the same product, but at two different numbers. And, you know, unfortunately, there are bad actors uh, in every space. Uh, there are bad actors in the hemp space, and there are bad actors in the cannabis space. And on the cannabis space, they try to pump up their THC numbers. And on the hemp space, they try to pump up their D Delta 8 or Delta mm -hmm. 10 numbers or their HHC or HHCP or THCP, whatever the cannabinoid is, they try and pump it up. So, you know, if you're smoking a vape cartridge and the vape cartridge is, you know, is 80% uh, Delta 8, but yet a laboratory gives you a, a certificate of analysis that says it's 89%, that's not fair to the person no. that's actually consuming the product to be able to pay a higher price for something because they think it's higher quality product, but in fact, it may not be. And, and we strived against that and we fought against that. And we've been very vocal about that, uh, going on. And it's really the regulators that have to make those changes mm -hmm. and, and to be able to focus on the fact that they have to stop that sort of cheating in the marketplace. And we've lost a lot of business because of it, because they've, uh, because clients have gone away from us because we give them the real numbers and yep. instead of pumping them up and it's, and it's been a difficult task for us to be able to stay that road, but we feel that we have to do the right thing. People like myself, I appreciate you guys for having that strong stance. Um, that's, that's the type of people that we deal with. You guys actually will be testing the standard by Black Markets product uh, here on our next run. We've already worked that through with our Vita Labs, who does everything for us, and they've already talked to you. So you guys will be testing our product, and we look forward to that. It was tested before at uh, SD Farm Labs, but uh, JJ assured us that you guys have all the have all the abilities to test everything now. And so we're like, all right, well, let's switch over to ACS then. So we're we're excited to switch over to you guys, um, and we do, and we'll do a good job. No, I know you. Will. I know you would. It's a. Uh, it is very important. That that and that's why I am a um I don't see this bill as a bad thing. Uh just just parts of it. Just parts of it. You know, I understand on a scientific level that these concentrations that they're giving don't even do anything. Like 0.5% total cannabinoids, like that, that doesn't do anything from a person. So what's the rest of that product? Now you're almost like you're inviting you're inviting there to be false additives and fillers and stuff because they have to it can't be the whole plant. And I and I don't like that at all. I think, like Everything I said, it finds its level. Uh, you know, I think yeah. water water always finds its level, and I think that there'll be some outcome that comes out of this legislation that's positive. Yes. Oh yes, and that's so that's where I was going to go. I and and I hope I didn't uh, you know offend or put you in a bad place asking for your your position on it. I know with your position as well, working both sides, you probably don't want to give that out. So my apologies if I did. Um, I do have like some light at the end of the tunnel on this heard some news of, and it was very, it was very good to hear. Cause we, we have a, like I said, we're very tied to it. So we've been calling senators and everything on our own and it got pushed through on the first go, but there was several senators that said like they pushed it through because of the same reasons that we're okay with it, which is the, the age, you know, uh, limitations, the, the packaging requirements, not allowing edibles to be, you know, child inviting or anything. 
and 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 then also the regulatory stance of making it has to be third party lab tested. It can't have all these. It can't have any pesticides, heavy metals, or chemicals or solvents or anything. So I'm all for that. And then the part that they weren't was the same thing that we're not, which was on these levels. But it, it was positive to see that there are some people that are educated on the matter that are at least having being able to have an input on it. And because I am for the regulation, I'm for the regulation on a whole. I'm even on the cannabis side of things. Uh, there is an allowance of plus or minus on your reporting levels. And that shouldn't be the case. You know, uh, what you were saying, like, yeah, if you see something at 20%, something at 12%, you're probably going to buy the 20 and you're going to pay more, but is it really 20? One of my favorite brands that I uh, had purchased when I lived back in Colorado was a grow operation and brand called 710 Labs. Um, and they were actually one of the most expensive around, but they also had some of the lowest testing, but it was accurate testing THC, but their terpene content and their other minor cannabinoids was just through the roof. And it was just a full, it was medication and it was really, really good. And there were so many times that I'd be with, you know, friends there in Colorado and they would have their stuff like, Oh, I just got this new stuff. It's like 28%. I'm like, okay, try this stuff. It's like 13%. And they're like, Oh, thank. And then they would use it and they're like blown away. And I'm like, well, I don't know what yours is, but I know what this one is, you know, and that that's very good to be able to say. And when you can that's find that quality product. That's because their 28% product wasn't 28%. It wasn't 20. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it, been, proven, exactly it's been proven time and time again. But I just want to make sure I'm clear on this one. I'm all for regulation. I think regulation is good because that yes. makes the product safe for mm-hmm. people to consume. Yes. When you run into a problem with regulation is when you set down the rules of what it is that you have to, the game that you have to play by. And then their rules are not enforced. So mm-hmm. if, if the regulators don't have the ability to stop people to making product at uh, putting product out at twenty eight percent, that's really seventeen percent, as an example. That's the kind of stuff that needs to be stopped. And yes. they have the power and the authority to be able to stop it, but will they? Will they? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question because I'm not a regulator. I'm just yeah. playing the game by the rules. And unfortunately, sometimes when you do that, you know, we, we get hurt by having other bad actors get business that we would normally get. But I feel pretty good about myself because I'm taking the high road and doing the right thing for my clients. So when, when you, get a, you get somebody across the country, and we get this all the time, all the time. They say to us, you know, we we don't know that we believe this product, but, you know, we want an ACS certificate of analysis. It's kind of like we've become the gold standard in the industry. So when I go to a show and I see somebody who has an ACS certificate of analysis and they're proudly displaying it, showing it, or putting it up on a board or something like that, and I say, you know, what's the story with that? And they go, well, that's the best lab and if we get an ACSC certificate of analysis we know that it's real that the numbers are correct and that it's uh and that it's legitimate whereas you can get I mean I could I can send out to to a client to another laboratory and I can get numbers that are significantly higher than mine mm-hmm. but they're not real mm-hmm. they're just not real it's not the reality of what it is that's in the marketplace so you know that when you see these seals that are right behind me on this video, this is not video, radio, but when you see these seals that are tested safe and certified, you know that when you have that seal on the product, that that product, that those numbers are real and that that's correct. And, and I can compare 
I can compare any product, a CBD product, a hemp product, a Delta A product, a cannabis product, a vape cartridge, a beverage, uh, any kind of product, an edible. I can compare two different products from two different laboratories and get two completely different results. I can yep. tell you this, mine is going to be right and mine is going to be accurate. Well, thank you for being that. Uh, and I, I can, I can attest to that. I've seen that with my own stuff of sending out to, when we first started, we sent out to a couple of different labs and it, it was all three different. And that was, that was my first eye opening into, okay, this space is, is needs some help and this space needs some regulatory because it, it does. I, that's just that we're going to have to wait for that though, until the federal government steps in, unfortunately, because I've seen it on my own. Uh, we are involved here in Las Vegas, uh, in the new cannabis consumption lounges, um, we got a license for that. And so coming towards the end of the year, uh, the standard lounge will be open for business. But with that, the, the CCB, the cannabis compliance board they when they come in to do their audits and stuff, it's like an IRS audit. They're more concerned about the money on the books than the actual, what the product is. Yeah. And until we get some people that are actually interested and, and concerned about the product that people are consuming, instead of how much you're selling it for how, where you're getting it from and tracking that, like that's still important. Yes. So that way there's not black market influx of in things, but the product itself needs to have that same regulatory oversight and making sure that it's safe for people to consume. And, and I really feel that that's going to come with, by when the FDA or something steps in, go ahead. The, the way the industry is going. And I said this earlier, it's all towards brand loyalty. It's hundred percent. When you walk into the grocery store and you walk down the aisle and you pick up a can of Campbell's soup, Nobody questions how much um, how much sodium is in that product, how much carbohydrates are in that product, how much protein is in that product. Because it's Campbell's soup. You you mm -hmm. say, oh, it's that product. Or you go to and you pick up Domino's sugar. You know that that product, whatever it's on the label, is on the label. So everything's going to move towards trusted brands. If you're a trusted brand, then you're going to survive uh, the onslaught of consolidation in the industry because the industry is going to end up with a huge amount of consolidation and you're going to have many different products consolidating into others. And five years from now, you're going to see an industry that's all about trusted brands, all about name brands that I've had a good experience with. I've had a good terpene experience with this product. I have had a, I've had a good, uh, experience with this product and the quality of the product and that the vape cartridge is of a quality glass vape cartridge or whatever it is that that causes it to be a good experience for the end user whether it be a patient or an adult use um it's going to be very very different now take the state of florida as an example okay at the end of 2024 uh, adult use is going to be on the ballot in the state of florida and a in Florida is a tourist state, much like Nevada is a mm -hmm. tourist state. So like the state of Nevada survives with all these people coming through Las Vegas and Reno and coming through and purchasing these different cannabis products because it's adult use. Mm -hmm. Whereas Florida, we get 20, 25 million tourists a year and we have 22 million residents and, but we only have 800,000 Medicare medical patients. So, for us to go to adult use in the state of Florida is a huge giant step in the nice. direction of being able to really open up the market significantly. And the hemp product, why? And the hemp product, all around the country, 
I mean, we test hemp products from 16 different states. Right. Now we just recently started testing psilocybin mushrooms as well. And we get really is Florida getting into that too? No, it's still illegal, but we have a DEA license. Yeah. 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 Okay. DEA license. We have the ability to be able to test psilocybin mushrooms and also, uh, you know, Amanita mascara mushrooms Mm -hmm. and functional mushrooms. So, but with a DEA license, we have the ability to test those mushrooms. We just file a proper documentation with DEA. That's really cool. Where is, is that, is that, and is that products that are like for Colorado and Oregon and stuff and Washington or? Mostly for research and development today. Research, yeah. Because it's still not legal for sale. It's just like decriminalized, correct? Decriminalized, but we can actually test it and make sure that it's, that the product is going in the right direction. And I think eventually it will be legal for sale around the country. It's just a matter of every single state will be different. Just similar to the path of uh, cannabis. Yes. Yes. That's really neat. It's a, it's an amazing, exciting time that we're living in with the renaissance of stuff. Uh, I had a person on yesterday, uh, Stephen Gray, he's a renowned author and in, in the psychedelic and sacramental area, been in, been in it for over 40 years, but I just hope that this renaissance is actually can go in the right way and doesn't die off. You know, I don't think it will. I think with this new age that we're in of, of people just wanting, like I said at the beginning, more control about what they do with their bodies and, and less government control about what they can do with their bodies, you know, and that's its own can of worms on, on many other things. But when it comes to these substances, you know, it would definitely take a, a lot of, uh, you know, some of the, the, the war on drugs, you know, the violence and stuff, you know, but that's, again, that's another political conversation that we won't get into. But And what we've seen a lot lately is, you know, a lot of hemp-derived products mm-hmm. mixed functional mushroom products like lion's mane, cordyceps, and and different types of uh, functional mushrooms, which have mm-hmm. been gaining a lot of traction in the marketplace for mm-hmm. brain power and, and being able to- Cognitive functions. So many different cognitive functions, right? And, uh, and we see a lot of them mixed with different types of uh, hemp products. And we're, we, we, I think that we're on kind of like the cutting edge of all different products that come out there. And to see those different blends come about from quality manufacturers and ones that are good name brands, um, it's pretty impressive. Ron's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Roger, for being here today and, and giving us your insight and, and telling us more about ACS and, and what you guys do and your dedication to quality. And I hope if there's anybody out there listening, you know, that might be purchasing any of these, um, not just cannabis products, if you're in Florida, but these alternative uh, hemp products around the nation that you now know to look for that ACS stamp of approval, and you'll know that it's a good product. So appreciate that for uh, for being that that lighthouse in this in this crazy world of of just people doing a lot of shady stuff, you know. And thank you for holding people accountable because that's needed, and and for making sure that there's at least uh, one person that's going to be honest and and tell people how it is. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, sir. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.